reaching Israel and the world and the world. Shalom Aleichem, peace to you, beloved ones. Welcome today to this edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Honey, I want to throw out a concept that I'm calling the law of similarity. And what I mean by that is the more that we're like someone, the more that we can understand and have fellowship with that person because we're like them. Right. And so I think about that in relationship to knowing God. And we can believe in God but the more that we actually become like him yeah. because of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we're being transformed, to that degree of transformation, that degree now that we're similar to him, we really are walking with him in our heart in a true knowing of unity. What do you think about oh, that? I love that. You know what, what it makes me think about is how if we really want to connect with somebody, then we have to just be quiet and listen and try to walk in their shoes to get an understanding. And it's the same with the Lord. If we really want to walk with the Lord, we have to listen. We have to listen to His Word, listen to His Spirit, and be in tune with Him, be in alignment with Him, so that we are in that law of similarity, that we're, that we're as one with Him. It's a beautiful thing. And so today, as we're hearing the Word, we're going to look to the Holy Spirit to be in alignment with Him to receive and be similar. Amen. Amen. This is season two, episode four of a series that I'm calling Biblical Benedictions, pronouncements of blessing that we find in the written word of God. And I, as I've been saying in earlier episodes, I love focusing on this because it just revives me to know how good God is and to understand what his purpose for my life is. It's so important to have purpose and direction and meaning and hope. And this is what these biblical benedictions give us. They provide for us the conduit to connect with the Lord so that we can be empowered each day to press on and climb the mountain leading into, beloved, his light and his glory. Now, last time I was talking about uh, in 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 11 through 13, how Paul was pronouncing a benediction of blessing over the saints that we would abound in love for one another and for all people. And I just want to make a few final comments on that concept before moving in to our next benediction today. So the thing that is important for us is that we are only willing to sometimes be confronted with the truth that we have a tolerance for. In other words, it's easy for us to be willing to accept some parts of the Word of God, but yet block out other parts of the Word of God because we don't want to hear them. We see this phenomenon, for example, happening in the Gospel of John chapter 6, where the longer Jesus talked, the fewer people could listen because he kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. He began to say, I'm the bread of life that's come down from heaven. And it's like people began to grumble, like we know his mom and dad. You know, we know Joseph and Miriam, Mary. How can he say he came down from heaven? And they were grumbling. But when they left in John 6, was after he said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, 
you have no life in yourself. That was too much. They couldn't hear it anymore. They couldn't tolerate it, and they left. That was an extreme example, and it's understandable uh, knowing the Jewish mindset, how they could not take that in because the Jews were commanded in the Torah not to drink blood. So it wasn't an easy statement to accept. But the point that I'm making is that you and I, all of us, sometimes are willing to accept some part of God's will and truth in our life, but unwilling to accept other parts of his word. So for example, right now in our culture, many Christians will not accept God's word as it relates to he created them male and female and also will not come into agreement with God's word when it comes to that true marriage is between a man and a woman. Some people that call themselves Christians, they reject that. They say, well, you know what? Um, that's kind of archaic. That's the way it was, you know, in the Old Testament a long time ago. But, you know, now I believe the loving thing to do is to just accept everybody just the way they are without demanding any change, blessing all expressions of sexuality, blessing all definitions of sexual orientation. So there's people that identify as Christians, but they won't receive that part of God's word because God's word clearly spells out that in his divine design, homosexuality is not part of who he is or the way that he created humanity and that true marriage consists of the union between a male and a female. And so I'm just giving examples of how People sometimes, all of us, are willing to accept some part of God's word, but sometimes there's other parts we reject. We have to receive all of his word. One of the portions of God's word that I want to urge us to accept today is that we are commanded to be people of self-initiation when it comes to reaching out to love and bless other people. And we are living in a culture today that is causing individuals to become more and more self-isolated. This is the enemy's ploy. Beloved, listen to what I'm saying. What is happening in the earth right now is the enemy is pushing people more and more into the darkness so that people today are more isolated in the Western world in terms of their emotional and spiritual disposition than ever before. I used the example on the last episode on this subject where I talked about I do a lot of flying and I'm just amazed at how much the culture on airplanes has changed over the last five years. It used to be when people flew, they actually look forward to getting to meet somebody new that might sit next to them, to strike up a conversation, to learn about somebody else. They found that interesting and exciting. Now we live in a culture that if you try to reach out to the person next to you on an airplane, more often than not, in my own experience, they're going to be offended that you would dare to invade their privacy by saying hello to them or asking them a question about their lives. I remember recently I was flying. Lady next to me was reading a book. The flight had gone on for about an hour. I took a break from reading the book that I was reading. I looked over at the lady next to me. I said, oh, what, what book are you reading? She didn't answer me. She just picked up her book and showed me the cover of it. I said, oh, I said, what's it, what's it about? She said, oh, it's too hard to explain. Didn't even look at me, just kept reading. But this is now the norm. 
We're living in a culture where the devil is trying to isolate us, make us afraid to love, make us afraid to reach out for fear of being rejected, but the Lord is calling us to increase in love. And so Paul is saying, the Lord may cause you to increase and abound in love for one another and for all people. Paul is saying, I'm declaring a blessing over your life that you would increase in love, not decrease in love, not become more self-isolated, not retreat into the darkness, but that you would increase in love. And love means connecting with people. Love is an outward expression. People talk about the Dead Sea and one of the, in Israel, and one of the things about the Dead Sea is that there's no outlet for the water. There's no way for the waters of the Dead Sea to flow out. And so the analogy has been made is the reason that it's dead is because there's no outflow. And that's what happens to us if there's no serving coming from our hearts, if there's no loving, if there's no reaching out, if there's no connecting, if there's no blessing and strengthening and pouring into other people's lives. Beloved, we've been called to love and serve. And I want to challenge us today to reach out and bless people, even if it means at times people reject our friendliness. Well, let's continue on now. Paul said, that he might establish your hearts without blame in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. It's interesting that right after talking about love and the admonition to increase in love, the next thing that Paul says is that doing this or following this pattern, it will establish our hearts without blame in holiness because Above all, God is love. Remember, God is love. And he that loves, John said, knows God. And so as we grow in love, we increase in holiness. Isn't that a beautiful thing? A lot of people think that holiness, you know, is following like this strict set of rules, which many of them are traditions of men. Like it used to be, you know, back 50 years ago that certain denominations, you know, the holiness denominations, they said that the only way that a holy woman can wear her hair is in a bun. And there were all these like no makeup, this, that, and the other. And there was like all these rules of what holiness is. And of course, modesty is important, but I think in the eyes of the Lord, True love is probably the greatest emanation of what holiness looks like because God is love. And so Paul speaks a blessing over our lives that we would increase in love and that our hearts would be established without blame in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of the Lord Jesus for all the saints. My number one mission while I'm here is to do three things. Number one, to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, and to drive out the devils. That's what Jesus did. Everywhere he went, he preached the good news, he healed the sick, and he drove out the devil. Let me ask you tonight, how many of your parents or grandparents were involved with witchcraft? Raise your hand. If there has been a spirit of witchcraft that's operated in your family, 
then you have to challenge the powers of witchcraft and come against them so they don't operate in your life. You have to learn how to take authority over them and reject them and keep the door of your heart closed to them. Now I need you to renounce it. I need you to say to Jesus, I renounce every spirit of witchcraft. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Amen. People are truly beloved ones being trained here in Africa and being discipled so that they can experience more of the love of Jesus in their life, walk in greater power and in greater fellowship with God. We're here not just to win souls, but we're here to disciple. And I want to thank you, friends, for believing in what God is doing here and for praying for God's blessing upon the Africans. The purpose of discovering the Jewish Jesus is to evangelize and make disciples through the preaching of the gospel to Israel and the world. But this can only be accomplished through faithful partnership from viewers like you. If God is moving on your heart to become a monthly partner, call 800-777-7835 or visit rabbipartners.com. When you become a monthly partner, Rabbi would like to impart into your life with a very special gift, an authentic shofar made in Israel. The shofar proclaims Yeshua's return and announces the kingdom of God upon the earth. Begin your monthly partnership today. You know, I love this concept of having peace with God in our hearts, knowing that we're holy before Him, knowing that we're accepted in Him. We read in the book of Ephesians that we're accepted in the Beloved, that we've, we've been made holy and blameless, Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians, in the Beloved One. So there's, there's two concepts here that I want to uh, connect with in terms of being holy and blameless before him. Legally, because of the blood of Jesus, because of the finished work of what Yeshua HaMashiach, what Yeshua of Nazareth has done for us, being pierced through for our sins and shedding his blood and giving his life for our iniquity, because of that, we are now simply based on the finished work of Christ, based on that alone, we are holy and blameless before God because the Father is not looking at our sin because Jesus died for our sin. The Father is only looking at us through eyes of love now. Jesus has made us acceptable. But there's another element, beloved, that's also important, and that is an outworking of holiness. And I think this is what Paul is talking about here that we would be established in our hearts without blame in holiness before our God and Father. And I know in my own life, even though I know scripturally and legally I'm accepted in the Beloved, that I'm holy before God, simply because of the blood of Jesus, even though I know that legally, I also am aware that if my heart is not right, that I don't have peace in my heart that I'm aware sometimes that what is in my heart at any given moment, it may not be holy. And so there's a, there's a legal holiness that has been established for us through the blood of Jesus, but then there's a practical holiness that we're entering more and more into as we're being transformed by the Word of God and the Holy Spirit that we become more and more like Jesus. That we're in the process of being conformed 
to his image. And this is what I'm speaking about right now. That the blessing and the benediction, the power that's at work in our life, is that we would be conformed to the image of Jesus in holiness before the Father, not just legally, but experientially, that we would truly be people that emanate God's holiness through love and truth. And so, Father, right now, I speak over these, your beloved ones that are watching right now or listening by radio. Father, we thank you that you're the God that's at work in our life, both to will and do, Abba, for your good pleasure. And Father, we thank you that you said that you would complete in us what you started. And Father, we desire, we crave that you would complete the work in us, that we would be truly sanctified experientially holy before you. That when Jesus returns, we would be like Elijah and like Enoch, Father God, that we're ready to meet you. I think about Enoch and how the scripture says that he had a witness in himself that before you took him off the earth, he knew he was holy and blameless to you. And so, Father, I pray that you would so transform us even through the hearing of your word, that we would enter into a state where we would continually be living in a way that's pleasing to you. And that living in that state day by day, hour by hour, even second by second, we would have the pleasure of experiencing your affirmation over our lives. That we would, like Enoch, have that witness within ourselves that we're pleasing and acceptable to you in Yeshua's name. Beloved, that's God's purpose and blessing over your life, and that's what he's doing in your life. He is transforming you from glory to glory. Well, a scripture that's important to us in so many ways is Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 and 20. It's the benediction that Paul speaks over God's people. Many of you have heard it before. Here's what Paul said. And may God or my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. You have been blessed with the reality that your Father is going to take care of you and supply all your needs for the rest of your life. At times it might seem like things are pretty sparse. That's how it felt to the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness, right? I mean, they had no water, they had nothing to eat. It was pretty sparse, but supernaturally God supplied their needs by causing manna to fall on the ground six days a week for 40 years water to flow out of a rock, the quails to come every day. And so I want to encourage you, beloved, there's a blessing over your life for the rest of your days. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. If it's a financial need, a physical need, whatever, a relational need, a need for comfort, need for peace, a need for joy, need for soundness of mind, let's take it to heart. Let's claim it. Father, you said you would supply all my needs according to your riches in glory. Father, I take a hold of that by faith right now. 
And sometimes the word faith is almost like you're putting a demand on God. Like this is your word, God, and I believe it. And because of your belief, you put a demand on him and he does it. He wants you to believe. He wants you to believe it enough to demand it. Not that you have authority over God, but you, that you have enough faith in his word. You've taken a hold of his word. You've seized it, that it becomes a demand and that pleases him that you believe him. Well, lastly, beloved, in this second series on biblical benedictions, I want to go to one of my favorite scriptures, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Beloved, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord, the word of Adonai, abides forever. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, or Yeshua, the Messiah, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now, if that doesn't make you feel good, come on. What will? The grace of the Lord Jesus, the goodness of God, the favor of God, the provision of God, the presence of God, the empowerment of God, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God Love wins. Love always wins. Love conquers everything. No matter what you'll ever face, height, depth, breadth, width, things past, things present, things to come, you're going to conquer it all because the love of God has been poured out over your life and he's a banner of love over you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Why is the word fellowship here, beloved one, connected with the Ruach HaKodesh or the Holy Spirit? Because Jesus isn't on earth right now. The Father isn't on earth right now. The person on earth right now is the Holy Spirit. Jesus, before he ascended to the Father, he said to his disciples, I will not leave you as orphans. He said, I will send you the Spirit. The Holy Spirit proceeds from both the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit has been poured into our life on the earth to reveal the Father and the Son to us and to bring all that is within God to our souls. So comfort and peace and strength, all these are being imparted to us by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit literally on the earth hugs us in the love of God and comforts us in all our afflictions. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The Holy Spirit is the one that is connecting you to both the Father and the Son. He is the one through whom you're able to have fellowship with God the Father and the Lord Jesus too. And so Paul concludes by saying, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Let's celebrate, beloved, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, because there's no greater gift than you and I could have ever received. I wanna ask you to think about something carefully with me. That which is born, this is what Yeshua said. He said, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. 
Paul in his writings goes on to talk about the difference between the nature of the flesh versus the nature of the spirit. Now, one of the natures of the flesh is that the flesh, beloved ones, I think we can all identify, is selfish. I mean, for example, when we eat food, do we eat for ourselves or somebody else? The flesh is by nature selfish, whereas the spirit is by nature generous and giving. And if we're not careful, sometimes we can operate as takers in the flesh and not be a blessing to other people. I just want to simply say to you, beloved, we depend on you to continue to reach the world with the gospel. If this ministry is being a blessing to you, I want to ask you to open up your heart in the spirit, be generous, and so financially into the ministry, because we're to support those ministries that are doing good and blessing us. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yavah Yahweh The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Authentic, straightforward, and uncompromising. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, 
or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. This concludes this series, Biblical Benedictions from the New Testament, Season 2. If you've enjoyed this series and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen. 